Hello and welcome guys. Thank you so much for tuning back into us. You are here with the two Charlottes and today we want to spill the tea on spirituality. Um, so I'm just going to start by asking you, Charlotte, what has led you on your spiritual journey and your spiritual belief system? What What is that to you? Okie dokie. That's, uh, yeah, that's such a great question. I'm so glad that we're getting a chance to actually record this topic as a podcast because I think for both of us this is a huge part of our kind of daily life now and um yeah so I'm I'm really quite excited to talk about it I'm going to just prefix it with I'm sorry that I sound silly I'm still getting over my cold but it's fine we're going to work with it <laughs> um so my kind of spiritual journey so I didn't ever so like kind of starting all the way back I wasn't we never really were religious or spiritual as a child I'd went to you know the C of E primary schools we did Chris Dingles at Christmas but we weren't religious as a family you know we didn't kind of go to church or practice anything so I never really had a like that kind of an upbringing this was definitely like spirituality for me was definitely something that came later in life I think um mm. you know it wasn't something I ever really knew about there wasn't really anyone in my family that were of that kind of way of thinking um mm. so for me I kind of I first found spirituality was probably a couple of years into my recovery with drug addiction and mental health so I would have been in my kind of early 20s at this point um and I can't I can't really pinpoint exactly what started it for me like I had a really really good support worker at the time and she was heavily religious and still is heavily religious and still keeps saying to me the best self-help book I can read is the bible um <laughs> But uh, so, you know, it was very much like, you know, she would always say, you know, we'll pray for you and this, that and the other. And I never really kind of paid any that much attention to it. But just somewhere along the lines, I kind of stumbled into the idea of you can heal yourself in you know, working like on yourself. You can heal yourself by working on yourself. Um so but this was a couple of years into you know my recovery at this point and I was still very much in the headspace of you know very negative and comparing myself to everyone else and being very much in like an ego state of negativity and lack and comparison so it didn't really stick to be honest like you yeah, try and meditating a self-healing journey yeah, I was like, there was a lot of healing that had to be done. And to be honest, I'll hold my hands up. There's still a lot of healing that has to be done. I don't think we ever like fully heal from everything. But yeah, at that point, you know, there was a lot to be done. But I started with meditation and like mindfulness. That was something that my mental health kind of team were very hot on is taking time for, you know, self-care and mindfulness and just being present with yourself and your emotions and how you were feeling. And like at the time, probably didn't take any of it in and thought it was a little bit of like mumbo jumbo. 
a little bit of woo-woo. <laughs> a little bit of woo-woo. But after a while, and this is why I'm like, I'm I'm trying to kind of pinpoint an exact time when it really switched and I can't exactly pinpoint it. But once I started meditating and it became a consistent practice, it definitely became something that shifted for me big time. Um, and then... Do you think, sorry now to interrupt hmm. you, but do you think the shift happened because through the meditation you connected to something I think that so. made the shift or do you think it was just a natural shift that would have happened regardless I mean I think you know if I really sit and kind of analyze it I think you are probably right in the sense that the more you meditate the more you connect with yourself and you connect with all the different parts of who you are and you really yeah. like open yourself up to that kind of thing and you like surrender over to whatever higher power you believe in. I think the more yeah. you do that more consistently, the stronger the connection becomes and then the shifts start happening unconsciously because, yeah. you know, now I can you know, like I kind of off topic slightly, but on topic, but now I can like sit and meditate and connect with spirit guides, like instantly, like it near enough happens, like straight away, I can get into yeah. that zone and ask what I need to ask. And then I can feel it like I'm immediately yeah. feel that presence and that connection, whereas obviously, that comes over a long period of time. And I do think, yeah, yeah the more and more I was doing it the more little shifts were happening and the bigger the connection was becoming yeah um and then I think the biggest like the biggest then shift that happened after that was um I read The Secret which, yeah brilliant for anyone that is listening that hasn't read The Secret I strongly recommend you do it will change your life like yeah. it was <laughs> that for me The Secret and learning about the law of attraction absolutely hands down changed my life um and then I I met my mother-in-law and she is very very spiritual and she would read my tarot and we would talk about spirituality and crystals and healing and all of that kind of stuff and it just blew my mind and so had you up until the point when you met your mother-in-law it only really been like meditation and working on yourself through your mental health team and like a medical professional sort of sense would it be yeah yeah you and know then, to a certain mm -hmm. extent you know I started you know a lot of it was meditation that was a really big thing and yeah. that's something I still do to this day um yeah. But yeah, it was definitely more of that. And then starting to kind of look into other, other aspects. And then, yeah. then it kind of all started to fall into place. And this is where I'm like, yeah. this is where the universe then gives you this huge shove in the right direction. Because I learned about the secret. I learned about law of attraction. I learned about mindset and positive thoughts. And then all of a sudden I get really close with my mother-in-law. And this is what we start talking about. And that's the path it goes on. The universe so, will put someone in your path to kind of be a bit of a, would, would you feel like she was maybe a bit of a guide for you to help you more on that path? I think so. Yeah, definitely. Like, definitely. She definitely helped massively in in getting mm. me more onto, you know, onto that path. And, you know, she so brought me my first. Way. Yeah. 
like you know she bought my first set of tarot cards and you know she was the first person to read my tarot and actually get it right because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know there's so many people that think they can read it and they can't yeah. and yeah yeah so that was definitely like the the big shift and then ever since then it's just gone from strength to strength I've looked into different sides of spirituality and how different things can work with different healing and I I use a lot of my spirituality is all about healing all about like healing trauma healing past yeah. lives healing you know through my recovery keeping my mental health stable and I owe a lot of my stability to my daily spiritual practices even though I'm yeah. medicated like I will just throw that out there I am fully medicated for my mental health but yeah you know everybody that suffers will know that medication doesn't always do it I was yet, just in a that, like medication is something that can help you but really a lot of the work has to be done by you mm. You know, you do. You can't just take a med medication for your mental health and think that's turned the light switch on and it's going to yeah. change it. It's, it's not a, a fix. constant journey, isn't it? Yeah, and you can't just take the pill and it's not like a magic medication that all of a sudden is going to stop the chemical imbalances in your brain and stop the anxiety and stop all of that. But I just wanted to make sure that people were aware. Like, I do have that as a an additional help, but yeah yeah for me it's definitely so it's almost like a holistic way for you of looking at it like you are using medication to help with what needs to be you know what you need the medication for but you're also looking much more holistically and doing what needs to be done yourself in your inner work as well yes. yeah 100 your spirituality has really come from a place of healing I would say so I would say and I think it's you know that was what was needed you know I I needed to go on that down that path to yeah. be able to uncover you know who I am now which you know yeah there's still I've still got a lot of healing to do in various areas but I'm definitely a way better version of myself now than I was when I started this journey back in yeah. like 2009. <laughs> that's really really good like that just shows how you're progressing you know you're not just taking medication and hoping that sorts you out you're actually you actually are so your spiritual journey is definitely a journey of healing and self-discovery and growing from you know the place that you were in and and I suppose stepping into yourself yeah I agree yeah definitely you know stepping into myself and you know facing up to a lot of the things that happened and healing those parts and like I've started looking into I think I was talking to you about it the other day this IFS therapy yeah. is something that's yeah. really like it's really popular over in the states it's not so much something we do over here but it's all about healing the child parts of you and reparenting yourself and yeah. you know like reparenting the small child that experienced trauma or the teenager that you know felt abandoned and all of that kind of stuff like but it's all about doing it from like by yourself and for yourself and that was something I was like yes I really need to look into that because that is exactly 
what I've been doing throughout my kind of spiritual journey without really realizing it that's kind of what I've been trying to do yeah that's really interesting and very beneficial as well I think um especially you know from I mean I'm not just generalizing parenting here but from a a place of looking at it as well from a parental position that you can use it's like breaking the breaking the circle isn't it you know you can use what you went through and the growth that you've had and the direction that your kind of spiritual journey has taken you in and what you are learning now to break that circle so that you can you know help your children yeah and to make sure that they don't then have to be 34 years old and having to heal (laughs) their 13 year old self (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm trying to break the cycle so that like God forbid like I hope that you know the girls don't ever kind of go through the stuff that I had to you know a lot of it was out of a lot of people's control but you know I want to kind of break those patterns and I think if I break the patterns with myself then you can reflect it onto your children and that just you know that makes me feel so positive about the next generation growing through um you know, and there's people like you, like myself, and many other people that we know that are on these kind of journeys mm. of self-discovery and spiritual journeys, and what, you know, the, what that means to them and how we evolve as a race. Yeah, I no, I agree. And I think, you know, if they're, the more and more parents like us will be breeding parents like us, that will breed parents like us. And it just, yeah. you know, it filters down and that's why I found this IFS thing to be so fascinating and I like I think it's definitely something that the UK could really benefit from it is a very spiritual practice because you do it in a meditative 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 (laughs) not even going to attempt to say that (laughs) no that's it I'm going with it meditative um you do it in that kind of state so it is more of a spiritual practice than a like medical one but yeah. You know, I think it's it's definitely something a lot of people can benefit from and it's something I'm really looking into to try and do for myself. That's really, really good. And to, you know, to be able to pass on then and give advice and tips to anyone that might need that little bit of guidance and that little bit of help as well. I do really feel that as part of part of the spiritual journey for me is being a like pillar of light to be able to not through you know declaring myself as any kind of master or anything of anything at all because you know I'm just human as well on this journey but if I've learned something or if I'm able to show someone something that has benefited me in some way on my journey you can bet your bottom dollar or whatever the saying is that I'm going to yeah. show that and and share it on to other people and try and be that little beacon of hope and light for someone else as well because you know sometimes when you're in a really dark place you do need someone to shine a bit of a light for you not yeah. always capable of shining that light ourselves so like for you you had your um I don't know what you would call it your mental health so I had um and I don't know she may well listen to this podcast but I had a lady called Jo who I still speak to now and she was 100% my 
guardian angel. She is my like the lady that keeps telling me you need to read the Bible every time I ask for some self-help <laughs> yeah. books. But um, yeah, she was 100 percent my guardian angel. And I know that this is a topic um, we're going to talk about in later podcasts, but I can 100 percent hand on heart tell you if she didn't turn up at my door when she did, I would not be sat here having this podcast with you right now. Like that was yeah. just possible. Like, but now that I know how the universe works and how spirit works, I know the universe brought her to me. I know that yeah. she, the reason that she was given to me as a support worker at that point was 100% part of the plan. It was, yeah. it couldn't have been anybody else because I nobody else got through. So yeah, to be her. Was absolutely the right person at the right time to be there. She was your light. 100% and I'm hoping that this podcast can be that for someone else <laughs> oh that would be amazing if even if it's just for one person and literally <laughs> so that's kind of the inner nutshell of how I got into spirituality do do you want to give us a, a bit of an overview of um I, I would love to and I suppose I want to start off first of all by saying um for me when I talk about a spiritual belief my belief i'm i wouldn't say i'm religious at all um but i would call myself spiritual and what spiritual means to me is that i am always uh working on myself as a person that i am trying to be the best version of myself every single day whether that's emotionally mentally physically um i try and work on I call it holistically. So I mean like all the layers of myself, my physical layer, my my spiritual, my essence, my emotional and my mental outlook on things. So every day I'm trying to, I suppose, lift myself to a, a better place. And, you know, that for me means living with ethics and morals and having respect and love for myself. And that's something that has taken me a long time to develop that love for myself I spent a lot of years uh, very insecure struggling you know with learning how to love myself because I didn't feel that I was worthy of love from anyone else so I suppose my spiritual journey did start at a young age I grew up the same as you I went to Church of England school 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 <laughs> I went to a <laughs> primary school but my parents weren't religious we didn't practice prayer. We didn't, you know, I mean, at school, we had to give thanks for the food that we ate before we ate it and things like that. So I suppose in a way there was always that kind of spiritual background to my life. Obviously, with school, we had to go to church. We had to, you know, be part of like the harvest celebrations and things like that that we we did growing up. And we had to sing hymns in the morning. So the idea of I suppose like a higher presence was always around me but we just we weren't a religious family at all um <laughs> so I didn't grow up with that kind of background really um but I was very very interested from a young age from about 12 years on I was really interested in exercise always as a kid I had tons of energy I had to be doing something movement was really important to me and I found yoga and I don't even know how I found it but I have a book now to this day here in my drawer which I still refer to which is one of the first books 
of any kind of spiritual practice that I ever brought. And it is a book on yoga. And I brought it when I was about 12 years old. And yeah, it's the one of the longest running books that I've had. In fact, the only other book I've had that has stayed with me all that time and lasted all these years is my school leaving book. (laughs) the, The two books that I've managed to carry with me through all the different places I've lived, which is another a story for another day altogether because I've lived in some crazy places yes you have. but at yoga so I got this book on yoga and I learned about breathing um movement and movement and breathing so for me it was a bit like meditation obviously yoga is a bit like a moving meditation you're focusing on your breathing and movement at the same time and that really interested me and my parents used to say to me You were born in the wrong part of the world. You should have been born in some eastern country somewhere where they do all that kind of, sorry now, but I am going to swear, where they do all that kind of shit. That's where you (laughs) should come from, right? That's what my parents used to say to me. And I just had this real kind of draw, like calling or draw to this like yoga, the breathing, and then Buddhism and meditation. So I always had this like massive interest in that. And then when I left home, which again is a story for another day, I lived on a new age traveler's site for quite a while. And I was not having a good time of things. You know, I felt very isolated. I felt very alone. I was very young. Uh, I was in a very violent relationship. And there was like so many so much abuse and drugs and alcohol and just horrible time of my life and I met a woman um who turned up on the traveler's site one day obviously people are coming and going all the time and she just was so nice she was one of the nicest people that I've met and her name was Moss I know what her real name was, but I, I'm not going to say that. Just in case she does happen to listen to this, she did not like to be known by her real name. She called herself Moss, and um, she was a lovely, lovely lady. And she gave me some healing and talked to me a lot about something called Reiki, which is like two separate words. Rei means universal and Ki means life force energy so I was learning from about the age of 14 15 years old that you could use this uh, energy that was it was hands-on healing right so I was like all right that's a bit like reminding me of stories from the bible you know Jesus and healing people and I was like "Mm, I don't know I think about that but she was like let me give you some reiki let me give you some healing and she was using like these crystals and I was just so interested in what she was doing and I went to her she lived in a little bus like a little like an old little school mini bus sort of thing that she'd converted right it was really cool and so I went to her bus and she had this really nice like vibe in there there was like crystals hanging everywhere she had this nice little bed made up and she was like just lie down on there she put a blanket on there was this really nice music playing and she was burning some incense which smelled really really nice it was nag champa actually I found out and I've had an obsession with that incense ever since this happened and she gave me this healing and I just had this experience where I felt like so much release that it made me cry and I was crying and she was talking to me afterwards and I was such a troubled teenager you know I was going through such a hard time and she talked to me and she told me it's it's gonna be all right 
you know your your life is going to be right and you can always use healing you can always heal yourself and I spent a lot of time with her after that she didn't stay around for too much longer but I spent as much time with her as I could and you know I was just soaked up everything that she taught to me about you know uh, meditation meditate same as you meditation was a huge thing learning to sit and be still and she taught me about putting my hands on my body and breathing she said to me you do yoga you know how to breathe 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 into your heart and learn to love yourself you have to love yourself you have to let go of the way the negative ways that you feel and I I just really looked up to her so I spent a lot of my time then playing around with that and seeing how I could help myself in times when I was really struggling, when I was feeling really sad and I had no one else to turn to. I mean, I really didn't have anyone to turn to. I spent a lot of time on my own in a cold, damp caravan on the side of the road with no money, no food, no nothing. So I spent a lot of time in a bad situation, but I learned that I could hold myself and give myself a bit of love and I suppose for me that's that was a big um, a big help because there was times when I felt like you know it couldn't have got any worse for me so these were moments when I really felt like I could connect with something and I didn't know what it was you know I was young but I felt like through through putting my hand on my heart and on my solar plexus and breathing like a like a heart hold yeah and just breathing into myself I could feel this like and it, it, this probably does sound very woo woo to someone who hasn't ever experienced anything like this but I felt like I was wrapped in love yeah and it just felt like something was holding on to me and looking after me and I felt like whenever I was in a bad situation then I remembered that I could do this and there was something there looking out for me and I really felt like I had a connection to a higher presence a higher being and I didn't know was that energy was it God was it energy you know I didn't know what it was but I knew that it was helping me and um I suppose from that, you know, that kind of sparked my interest a little bit more. And then after I had my daughter, I went through, again, this is stories for another podcast. But after I had my daughter, uh, I had a hard time with her. You know, she was premature. We we were in hospital for a lot. So we're going on a few years now. Uh, I obviously had by then developed a huge obsession with crystals and using crystals for healing and I was still doing my yoga I still do my yoga to this day I swear by it Um, so I was you know using my crystals and using my heart hold meditation and I started buying a lot of books from I call them like hippie shops you know those really nice little shops you go into that have crystals yeah yeah angel cards and books and I I've always been a bookworm books has always been my thing so I really started reading a lot of books on um just different ways that a lot of books about healing your heart and learning to live there was one book I read that was learning to live in an ever-changing world with an open heart and that was a great book for me at the time it showed me so many different tips and tricks to help my anxiety and Help me kind of process a lot of the things that I'd been through, which, you know, were, were as I said, some pretty horrific things. Mm. Um, and 
through going to these kind of shops I started you know meeting quite spiritual people and I got to know um a fella that did my Reiki one with me and uh his Reiki master a lovely lady called Sam who also helped me um and I did my Reiki one and that was intense that was something that I'd wanted to do for so so long and I detoxed for like I went on this big detox thing I was a smoker at the time um you know used to drink and what have you at parties and eat a lot of rubbish and you know just generally not look after myself but went on this huge detox and actually detoxed for nearly a year did my Reiki level one and I felt like the wool had been or the rug had been pulled out from underneath my feet and my whole world went topsy-turvy and (laughs) it's so hard to explain something like that to somebody who doesn't really hasn't experienced it but I was warned before you know Reiki one is like it's like going through a huge spiritual awakening and it feels like the rug has been pulled from under your feet like anything that isn't for your highest good will find a way to leave your life 100 and i'm anything so i mean friends house if your house isn't the right place for you you can lose your home your job your friends i mean you lose you can lose a lot and i really did have a shake up of my life i ended up living in a completely different area um lost a lot of friends um the relationship i was in broke down and I was just like, well, what's happened here? You know, I've had this huge shakeup and I carried on uh, with my meditation and my practices and just had this kind of very slow. It happened over years. I went on to do my Reiki level two and then my master's and over the course of 10 years, actually, that took. So it was similar to you. It was a really long journey from my Reiki level one, which is all about healing yourself. When you do level two, you learn how to help heal other people. And then when you do your level three, you learn how to attune people to Reiki so that, and help them on their journey of self-healing and, and discovery. So again, I suppose very similar to you. For me, my spiritual journey was a very long time of self-healing and self-discovery Um and learning who I was and, you know, learning how, you know, things work in the universe. And some people are put in your path for a reason. Like when I did my Reiki to my Reiki master, I told you the story the other day. I yeah. literally chilled into Hartley Street. I decided that day I was ready. I was ready to learn how to help heal other people. And I went out of my house to go to a healing center and I literally walked into the lady that was to become my Reiki 2 guide. And it was incredible how those sorts of things happen. So my spiritual beliefs are probably sound quite vague to some people, but I really do believe in love. And I really do believe that a spiritual journey is a journey to the core of yourself to learn to love yourself because only when I I feel only when you truly know and love yourself are you in a position to be able to do that with other people as well and it is a lifelong commitment I think to yourself to always strive to you know be your best version of yourself and uh, 
I think that that can come in many different ways. Like for me, it really did start with yoga and breathing and meditation and Reiki. And along the way, I've used crystals and oracle cards and, you know, different tools, sound as well. Like for a lot of people, I think music plays Mm. a huge part in a spiritual journey. And I feel that connection now. It's a part of my daily life. Every single day when I'm going out walking, I feel that connection. I, I'm sometimes overcome, and this probably sounds very cheesy and corny, but I sometimes feel like I'm just overcome with emotion for you know the world that we live in, for how the sky looks, or you know, and I'm looking around and I'm like, wow, I can't believe that I actually live in this place. It's just incredible, you know, and I just feel this huge connection to spirit and energy. And I think that's come from a lifetime really of practice and practicing that feeling that connection and feeling the energy around me and tuning into it. And I think, you know, I think that is the thing, isn't it? Like both of our journeys into spirituality were very different but both of them come from a place of it's all about self-healing and using and finding tools and ways to combat and come to terms with things that you've been through and things that you're dealing with right now and experiencing and having to process and even though you know yeah we both came into spirituality very differently we've had the same end result you know we've both you know, learn to heal ourselves and love ourselves. And now we're at the point of like, now I want to help other people do it, you know, like I'm trying to get Grace into like meditation and, you know, stuff like that to help with her anxiety around her GCSEs and that kind of stuff. Because I know that if she starts it early, then it's, she's really going to benefit in later life. Yeah, it will be a huge help to her. And I really feel that it is something that would be just incredible to be taught more in schools. Maybe um, instead of uh, like, obviously I grew up in a school where we learned religion, it was Church of England. So it was very focused on one thing, but I really believe that learning a more, learning more how to connect with yourself and meditation or yoga or things like this would be so beneficial to children growing up. I mean, I just think I'm so blessed really that those things were put into my life from a young age because of the the places I was and you know how the universe works and puts these things in your path but man if I'd had those things in my life from an even younger age it would have made a huge difference because I very quickly fast forwarded through like 20 years of my life (laughs) when I was talking about that and if you think like 20 years (laughs) to get even more longer I mean I you know I'm in my 40s now so this is a long time of of growth and I'm not saying it's a process that should be speeded up at all but I'm just saying that you know if if these tools that we've learned were available to younger children and were taught more openly I think it would be a huge benefit to people in general you know you know I do and this is like it's kind of slightly off topic so I'll try not to like veer us into of a different direction but you know like I'm obviously trying really hard to get this into something that Grace does as a regular practice and doing things like getting her to practice gratitude and journaling and meditation because actually being 
Like she's 16 on Friday and being 16 in 2024 is rough. Like oh, yeah. it is hard to be a teenager. I thought it was hard to be a teenager when I was 16, but it is even harder to be a teenager now with, yeah. you know, social media and influencers and all of the world of online life. Oh. So, you know, for kids growing up these days with all of that, like, I mean, we had nothing like that. No, but you know what? I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that there are no photos of me doing things I shouldn't (laughs) be doing at 14 years old. I'm so glad about that. that You've never lived down half the stuff once it's out there. I know and that's it like but that's what makes it so much harder and I do like I totally agree that I think you know schools play a massive thing in you know they're consciously aware of the mental health of children um but I do think that they're very aware of it from a medical standpoint like they look at it from what the NHS guidelines are around mental health and children and how you should look after it and how you should cultivate it but I think they should be looking at it from all angles and look at it from a spiritual side as well look at it from the self-love and self-care and you know working on your within and that kind of stuff because I think there'd be a lot of kids that would benefit from that a lot more than they are yeah me too I really feel that and you know like when you're at that kind of secondary school age it's a really hard time of life especially Mm -hmm. like loving yourself and accepting yourself and learning you know about who you are as a person and I think the more intervention and the more help that you can bring to support somebody's internal growth and you know passage of of that navigating that whole kind of teenage angst thing you know if you if you bring that in at that kind of age or even at a younger age so that by the time you are at that age it's second nature to you know sit yourself down and give yourself five minutes meditation in the evening or whatever the practice is that you you want to use if it's crystal healing or sound healing or breathing or yoga anything like that I think it's a really useful tool to learn something yeah no I I completely completely agree so so yeah one thing also like to be good to to touch on is how spirituality for both of us is kind of the reason why we are here doing what we're doing because if it wasn't for our interest in all things to do with crystals and that side of things we wouldn't know each other because we only got to know each other because we both were affiliates for a crystal company which is mad when you think about it because we wouldn't even be sat here talking and recording a podcast if we hadn't both decided that we need to affiliate for that company yeah and it's just like absolute craziness to think of all the millions and billions of people in the world and of all the you know and we don't even live in the same country let's just make that be known as well so all done through the connection of the internet um another thing that connects people without you know physical thing being seen there um but if it wasn't for that like internet connection facebook and a crystal company um 
we would have we wouldn't we really wouldn't be here doing this and it makes you wonder like is this this is all part of the master plan yeah I think so I think you know because even though both of us have over the years been part of various different kind of online sales companies and I know that we have worked within the same companies in the past but it was we only kind of connected properly when we were affiliating with House of Christiality like that was that was the one that was when we were kind of became on each other's Facebooks and we were talking more regularly and that's where it stemmed from because I'm pretty sure we have been in pretty much all of the same companies if yeah. not all of the same <laughs> at the same time but just yeah. never actually worked with each other until you know the crystals brought us together so yeah that's crazy yeah it just goes to show how I I suppose how the universe works as well and when you're I, th- I feel like when you're really aligned with something and you're on that journey it does things do fall into place and the, like you say the right people are there at the right times and even like you say this podcast happening how it came about was from your dream really yeah I mean yeah we were laughing and calling ourselves a podcast <laughs> but it was a dream and and what's to say that that dream was not your connection to to your spiritual you know, the divine or your spirit guides or your guardian angels giving you a direct message into your brain. Do you know, I am sure of it. I am sure that when I have dreams, dreams like the ones I was having about this podcast were so vivid and so real. And I felt it like when I woke up, I could feel like I had done that. You know, you have a lot of like everyone has a lot of dreams where you wake up and think, what the hell just happened there? Like that was crazy. Like, or you don't remember them. You know, I have a lot of friends that don't remember their dreams at all. But I, when I have dreams like this, where they're so vivid and so clear and you can feel it, you feel like it's happened when you wake up. You have that moment of disorientated of, did I just, am I in my bed? That didn't happen. Okay, that wasn't (laughs) real. Like, yeah. that's when I'm like, yeah, 100%, that right there. And when you told me, I literally came up in goosebumps. Like, when you said it to me, I got goosebumps all over my body. I was like, whoa, we need to do this. We really need to do this. And I like, you know, and then because I I'm obviously I, you know, meditate quite a lot. And I a lot of the meditations after that dream were coming through of like images of us, like standing on stage talking about a book that we'd written about our podcast and I'm like what (laughs) yeah it's just I I mean I say oh it surprises me still to this day and I know it shouldn't Mm. I know it shouldn't and I I always say I don't believe in coincidence I call them synchronicities and I feel that those are things that happen to show you're on the right path you know when you start getting a lot of synchronicities I feel like yeah I'm in the right place at the right time here because all these little signs are coming to me and I just I don't know why I get surprised by these things but every time I'm like oh wow I feel surprised but at the same time I know the universe is doing what the universe does and it's you know aligning for me do you know I'm the same I still yeah to this day something will happen and I'll be like oh my God, I can't believe that happened. And then I'm like, of course you can. Like, this is how it works. This is what you know is true. Like, 
But yeah, you just have those moments where it just lines up and you get like, you know, what we've been referring to as spiritual intervention, where you can be like 100% wholeheartedly, I know that that's happened because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And and you just know, and that is, that is your, I suppose that is your belief, but that's your belief Mm -hmm. based on your own experiences that lead you to know that it's not even a belief. It's like a knowing. Yeah, it is. It is an internal unconscious and conscious knowing. Yeah. And you can feel it deep inside you sometimes, you know, like, and this would be good to kind of lead on to, you know, talking about some moments that we've both had where we've had these really strong, like spiritual interventions or spiritual connections, because you do get that feeling of just absolute 100% wholeheartedly knowing um and like so I think the biggest the biggest one of those moments for me was with Darcy so yeah obviously I mentioned you know before you know my mother-in-law is very connected to that kind of thing um and she she again with the dreams you know she has very like vivid dreams she connects to a lot of people in her dreams and she came to me you know having had a dream the night before and said she was visited by a man he came up to her and said you know I've been I've been trying to get in touch with you for ages you know and he knew who she was and she described this man to me and the minute she described him I was like that's my dad 100% that's my dad she described his face the kind of clothes he'd be wearing the sort of person he was you know mannerisms everything and like she could never have met my dad because he died when I was 13 and I didn't meet Ross until I was in my like mid-20s so there's no way she could have met him um and I have very little photos of my dad around just for my own like purposes I have more now that's become something we've healed and crossed that bridge um So she described him to me and he said to her in this dream, you need to tell Charlotte I'm sending her a gift. And and that was it. That was it. And then she spoke to me and we were both like puzzled. Couldn't life me figure out what the hell that was. I was like, I was looking at my daily life and thinking, what could it possibly be? You know, we had no idea. We're both completely baffled. And then I think it was potentially the week or maybe two weeks after I found out I was pregnant with Darcy yeah. and bearing in mind yeah. Darcy is my rainbow baby because yeah. we I did miscarry before I had Darcy so that and then that was kind of me thinking okay maybe that's what this is but I wasn't sure because you know you never you sometimes you know and like but I wasn't sure. I was thinking, could this be, you know, would this be something my dad would send me? You know, I'm not sure. But it what 100% of like confirmed it to me was so during labor, like Ross put on like an acoustic mix playlist on Spotify or something. It was completely random. I think it was like Kenny G or something doing acoustic covers with no words, just the melodies of various songs and it had been on for hours like absolutely hours just on shuffle and you know keeping the room nice and calm 
Well, the minute Darcy entered this world, they hadn't even cut the cord. And the song that comes on is Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On. Now, that was my dad's favourite song. And Mm. was a song I genuinely could not listen to for years and years and years because it just used to absolutely break me. And it came on. And in that moment, I was like, that was it. She's my gift. She is what he was sending me. And that was his then another sign from him having that song come on the playlist was to say, this is it. If you didn't know, you do now. (laughs) Like she is your gift. And honestly, like that for me just solidified my connection. And I'm sure that he is one of one of the spirit guides that follows me around quite a lot. I get a lot of like dad vibes recently. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> the fact that your birthday is the same birthday as my dad's is like spooky as That's anything, uncanny. okay? <laughs> that is uncanny, I have to say. <laughs> um, just moments like that just really reaffirm as well, don't they, that maybe we aren't alone. Mm. Um, there are people watching over us and I firmly believe I have guardian angels. And I told you this story the other day mm. that I really believe that I am my own guardian angel. Yes, um, this story. I, oh my God. <laughs> I do believe that I have a couple more guardian angels, my great granny and my great granddad. But I had, um, I went through a lot of really quite horrific things when I was a teenager and in my early 20s and honestly I look back on my life and sometimes I think I cannot believe that I'm alive with Mm -hmm. what I went through and what I experienced and some of the levels of even the violence that I experienced um, was just crazy and then also the moments of just intense kind of sadness and loneliness and those times in my life when I felt really really low and when I learned Reiki when I learned my Reiki one one of the things that we learned was healing of the self and uh, through learning my Reiki two I also learned how to send healing over time and space so I could send healing back to myself in the past and I started doing that so regularly whenever I was activated by a memory or you know whenever anything happened and I remembered something I'd been through I started sending healing back to myself from you know a very young age even there's one time I remember we had a swing in my back garden when I was a little, little girl. So this was before things even got bad. And the swing went like down a hill and the hill was full of stinging nettles. And I went on the swing and fell off at the top and rolled all the way down the stinging nettles. And I was about five. And I just remember my mum covering me in that, oh, I'm probably going to say this wrong. Calamile, is it? Calamile lotion? Calamile? Chamomile, yeah. Yeah, chamomile. I remember her just covering me in that. I had stings all over me. And I even sent healing back to me then when that happened. Because I vividly remember it. I feel like it was a really traumatic thing that happened to me. (laughs) And um, 
And then I started sending healing forward to myself as well in the future. And then I was talking to a friend of mine about it. And then I had this like epiphany, this moment where I was like, my God, I'm my own guardian angel. I'm literally the person that is looking out for myself, like through all those hard things. Because I often wondered, how did I make it through this? How did I make it through this without being, you know, seriously hurt or worse? And realizing then that I was the person that was sending me back that healing and that love and that like safety net made me really think like, what if I am my own guardian angel? Mm. And, and you know, when I ever, thought that I just ever since you told me that story, I'm convinced that that's the case. The reason you were able to deal True. with all of the things that you dealt with and were able to mm. keep pushing through and powering on Ooh. even though it was so awful was because you had that feeling like something was being sent to you to help keep you going even when you didn't think you could and it was yeah. probably you now sending it back sending it back and I I used to I like I use visualization a lot mm. I'm a very very visual person I'm a very kind of creative and arty person and I I really do use visualization to help me feel things and do things so especially when I'm meditating or anything like that visualization is key to me so I would really imagine myself like holding myself in those or protecting or covering me in like golden light and protecting myself and um and yeah I mean I do really feel like my great granny is always with me yeah. and my granddad I really 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 feel that they're always with me um but I still feel like there was times there where it was me that was helping me through it. And I, I don't know what other people think to that, like with, I suppose that's another part of a kind of spiritual viewpoint altogether. Like, do you believe in that sort of more paranormal? Yeah, I think is, I, I wholeheartedly do. I think, you know, there is people that we have you know lost that have passed over to the other side that are still here and I do think yeah. that there are some people more than others that have stronger connections to to these people but I do think everybody mm. is capable of connecting to a loved one if yeah. you like try hard enough and I, I know that sounds bad but like if you really really try and and push that connection I feel like you can you can get it with yeah people on the other side um, yeah and I do I really believe energy does not die no. I, you know your physical body might but I just I refuse to believe even that the energy or the essence that is you it's dies. like your, your soul it has to go somewhere yeah exactly you know, your soul where does it, it move go? somewhere Mm. I mean, did they not even do an experiment where they've weighed someone just as they die and there is a difference in weight? So, yeah, and they've also, because um, I, like, 
they have done studies, I think, where they weighed people before and after. Mm. Um, and you could see the kind of like difference in weight is that they weigh less, obviously, after because the soul has kind of come out exactly. of the body. But I also yeah. think, you know, and feel free, there may well be somebody that is going to tell me that everything in this episode of Breaking Bad was absolute crap. Um, but <laughs> there was an episode of Breaking Bad where they did work out the percentages of the human body. And it worked out to 99.9%. Wow. And the theory was that the, you know, the point percentage that's left is the soul. It's not a physical thing. It's not, you know, uh, an atom. It's not a cell. It's not, you know, anything. Because it's something that can be measured measure and write down so and yeah. that's me that makes me think there has to be something there and I'm I'm pretty confident if my stepdad is ever going to listen to this podcast he will message me and tell me that I'm crazy because he is a physicist <laughs> and will be like no Charlotte behave but he, yourself no, he, that's where I disagree he, he <laughs> cannot call you crazy because if he is a physicist and if he is a scientist he has to be open to the fact that we don't know everything and just because we can't prove it now doesn't mean that it doesn't mean it doesn't exist exactly i mean a long time ago we didn't know what gravity was even so people have to think outside the box and have to be open to that these ideas that there is more so much more to this life than what we can see and measure at the moment yeah, well, I I wholeheartedly agree with that. Like, I'm very much a, I believe that there is a lot more that you can't physically see and touch. Yeah, there yeah. is a lot to do with feeling and intuition, and you know when you get these kind of thoughts in your head that don't sound like you, in your head, that's yeah. Like, that, to me, that's me saying right. That's that's spirit or energy connecting to me in some way. You know, like yeah. when you do journaling and all of a sudden the words coming out don't really feel like something you would say to yourself yeah that's you know that for me is definitely somebody channeling through you to tell you something absolutely and you know I really really feel this and believe this as well like feelings are such a strong part of who we are yeah that there there has to be more then you know these like the feelings like when we talk about ego-based feelings and negative feelings compared to love and living in your heart space mm. there's something to be said about why we get those feelings and why we have that intuition and why we feel certain ways about certain things like there's there's things there that we cannot see or measure that make you feel a certain way sometimes when you get anxious for no reason if you're around certain people or sometimes you might feel sad when you're around certain people mm. because you're picking up on that and I think there's a lot to be said about you know when you say like oh I've got butterflies in my stomach yeah these these kind of things don't happen for no reason otherwise we wouldn't experience them as you wouldn't have them yeah. yeah you wouldn't experience it and like because I and something that you know I've learned over the years you know when it's been come to kind of trying to manage my own mental health is trusting my own inner knowing of things yeah. 
because a lot of the time I used to think oh this inner knowing nope that's my mental health talking that's my paranoia that's my anxiety but now I've been able to kind of figure out a way of what is my inner knowing and what is my bipolar brain like yeah it's that side and like but for me the inner knowing is something you just can't you can't dispute it you just know you know you, you get these feelings from people and places and you know all of this kind of stuff like you know we could I'm sure we could literally talk about this for for ages and ages of how you feel around certain people and places give you these different feelings I remember Grace went to Berlin last year so they they went to a concentration camp where it was a a prisoner of war camp yeah and they went to the kind of like you know into the camp into the like I don't know what the politically correct way to call it is like I want to call it like the death chambers like where they would be tested on or executed and even Grace was saying like the room was heavy like it was a heavy feeling like the energy was really heavy and I do I do think that people and places give off their own vibration and energy and your inner intuition or inner knowing whatever you want to call it is what tells you that feeling and it perks up or perks down depending on you know what you're receiving from other people yeah Uh, it took me a long time to realize that I was very empathic anyway Mm. and a lot of the things I used to feel weren't actually coming from me it was picking up on those kind of vibes from other people especially when I used to feel very anxious in, you know, big crowds of people. And I realized that I was picking up energy from other people around me and it wasn't actually my anxiety that was kicking in in those places. And I learned how to, you know, kind of shield my energy from that energy of other people. And that became a really powerful thing once I learned that because it really helped me uh, massively, you know, change who I was as a person from feeling insecure a lot of the time and anxious to realizing that you know actually I'm just really picking up a lot of energy from other people and and places Mm. and once I protected myself from that you know (laughs) life changed a lot for me and it became a lot easier to, to handle yeah no I think you know I think I'm the same like I very much pick up on other people's energy and you know feeling and that kind of yeah does leave me feeling a bit drained sometimes yeah it it really can it can really take it out of you it can just leave you feeling a little bit exhausted and unsure I think you know when you're especially for me when I was younger and I wasn't so sure of who I was as a person it could leave me feeling really unsure of myself and really uncertain which isn't a very nice way to be feeling so uh, it is it is and I think that brings us nicely to uh, something that we wanted to talk about as well which was our daily practices and what yeah. we do uh, and kind of a nice way to f- you know finish up I suppose is to talk about things that we've learned that have helped us yeah yeah definitely I think you know, so for me, I'm pretty sure if anyone's got to the end of this podcast, they will know that for me, I'm 100% going to say daily practices for me is meditation. Yeah. Without fail, I will meditate, whether it be 
actually kind of sitting in meditation or whether it's a, a guided sleep meditation if you know if it's a case of i get into bed and i'm absolutely exhausted guided sleep meditation all the way because then i can still kind of tap into that that place but you know in a nicer way um but for, yeah for me meditation and journaling are two daily practices that i do basically without fail um yeah. because it's like journaling for me is a bit of a brain dump at the end of the day. So it is good to journal about your day, get everything out there, talk to yourself a little bit. You know, I, I get the best responses when I talk to myself. <laughs> so yeah, I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> yeah, you get the best answers, you know, you mm, get yeah. the best answers. But yeah, that's one thing I do a lot. Um, and with journaling, I do a, always kind of finish my journaling with listing things I'm grateful for that day yeah so and that's I do a lot of that in my meditation as well like gratitude has played a huge part in daily practices um yeah so yeah for me that would that would be my my two biggest kind of daily things yeah um and I have to say like the the whole gratitude thing is a huge part of my life as well the attitude of gratitude um, the law of att- attraction that's something we could probably do a whole another podcast on yes um but yeah for me focusing my mind each morning on all the things I'm grateful for in my life um really helps me start each day in a great way and at the end of the day I love to give myself the same again if you listened at the beginning the trick that I learned all those years ago, one hand on my heart, one hand on my solar plexus. And I just like to sit and breathe good energy in and blow out bad energy. And again, I'm very visual. So I will imagine breathing in golden light right down into my toes and then blowing out like a black smoke, which is my negative feelings and the bad things that I feel have happened to me. Um, th- th- those are things I do every day without fail. And one more thing for me which is a huge huge help just for my own mind state and my mindset and really helps me uh massively is movement breathing and moving so my yoga practices um really beneficial to me stretching and breathing I just find again maybe it's because it's what I started off with but it's also maybe because I am kind of a fidgety person and I do (laughs) fidget a lot so for me, uh, moving is always really good. Um, and walking, just zoning out while I'm walking or my yoga practices. So it's kind of like a meditation, I suppose, as well. But it's a meditation that I can kind of focus on. Mm. Like with the yoga, it's focusing on the movement and the breath at the same time. Like if I'm yeah. walking, it's the same. It's the, the steps, the rhythmic and the breathing at the same time. Um, I've just found that those things very, very beneficial in my life. Yeah, I do think one one other thing that's just kind of come to my head. It's not something I it's something I probably should do on a, you know, a day, a daily basis. But I tend to kind of turn to it more when I need the reassurance or I need to kind of pull myself out of you know, I'm in a, I've had bad news or I've got a a lot of anxiety, a lot of stresses and it's just doing affirmations. 
you know oh, that yeah. was something that yeah. I started doing when I read The Secret and it's you know spoke about speaking things into existence yeah and so affirmations is something that I probably should do more often but it is definitely yeah. something I call on when I really need help you know and I need to kind of pull my mind out of wherever my mind is um, yeah. affirmations really help with that yeah they do and like with the with the whole kind of law of attraction and the gratitude thing I don't just write down things that I'm grateful for I, I kind of sit with it and really feel it you know and yeah. like when I think about like when I think about the kids and my husband or whatever and I think and I really feel that like that love and that happiness that they're in my life because the universe is something that you have to remember is the universe responds to a vibration and a vibration isn't just words it's the feeling and the energy that you're putting out all the time so it's it's the more you focus on those positives that you've got the more you feel the positives from that and it's it's very it's not so easy to learn to do it's really hard sometimes to find something to be grateful for even in your life mm-hmm. if you're going through a hard time but I always used to think like in those moments I'd think that I was grateful that I had a mind that I could think with <laughs> yeah sometimes it has to you have to go like so so you know yeah like and and I was the same like back at the beginning when I first started kind of you know trying to pull myself out of things you know I didn't have a whole lot to be grateful for you know I had made some colossal mistakes that had ended me up in a you know mother and baby hostel without my baby you know I had alienated a lot of my friends a lot of my family I was very alone so I didn't actually have a whole hell of a lot to be grateful for so it sometimes it is a lot harder but you have to be yeah you do yeah yeah so but it the more you do it the better it helps and and I always say what you pay attention to you become aware of and it's such a like I know a lot of people know that saying and they've heard it before it's like you know if you suddenly buy a new car you start seeing loads of that same car everywhere when you get pregnant suddenly you see pregnant women everywhere and it's not that those cars and those women weren't there before it's just that you weren't paying attention to it Mm. and when you think about that in like the context of your life and what it can do for your life when you start paying attention to the right things you become more aware of those things and in turn your life becomes better yes. for it if you're thinking and paying attention to the right things. So it's, you know, it's it's always good to be very mindful of where your thoughts are going. And I do think, you know, your thoughts are a lot more powerful than people think, you know. Yeah what you are thinking about you will bring into your life and one yeah. thing that I learned from the secret that as soon as I read it I was like how dare you like what's <laughs> the you know the life you're living now is a result of the thoughts you thought in the past and yeah. I sat there and I thought how dare you how dare you tell me that I did this how dare yeah. you <laughs> but it's true you yeah. know your thoughts are so incredibly powerful and I think that's why it's so important you know this positive mental attitude isn't just like a tagline it's actually something that can really change your life 
It is a way of life. And I do think it's it's very spiritual. I do. I do. I really do. Yeah, I really, really do. But I think I like this is not just the tagline. I think this has been such a fun podcast to record. I'm like so oh, glad really we did it. it I'm so and glad we did it my brain is just firing about so many things that we can talk about from this as well yeah same I've literally been like you know mentally <laughs> post-it noting the whole walls of yeah. my head of all of yeah. the things that we'd be like oh we can talk about that now and we can talk about that and we can branch into that yeah. so I've had great fun recording this today me too I'm so glad that we did it it was definitely the right um topic to start off our podcast series with and I just really enjoyed you know talking to you about everything and um you know more insights into each other's lives as well and I really would love to hear from other people if they have any stories on their spiritual beliefs or their journeys or what they even think spirituality might be I would love to discuss (laughs) yes yeah I'd love to know where everybody else sits on it and how everybody else feels about it and whether anything that we've said kind of resonates with you or if anything we've said has been a bit eye-opening of being like actually okay all right hang on a minute you know has it kind of got the the thoughts flowing in in a direction that might not have been (laughs) yeah the brain juice is bubbling (laughs) (laughs) so yeah no it's but it's been it's been loads and loads of fun so I'm really glad that we got to do this as the first one yes and I'm really excited to do the next one already again as well I don't even know what the topic is yet but I'm so excited about it (laughs) my brain is firing on so many different things I actually wrote down a good few things while we were talking like oh we need to delve into that (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love that. I can't wait for our next brainstorming session. <laughs> <laughs> well, we. Yeah, let's uh, we will wrap this up. But thank you, everybody that has listened. We really appreciate it. And yeah, yeah. you know, drop comments and questions and let us know what you thought and, and what you want to hear more about. And if any of this was kind of resonates with you.